Cornucopia Radio presents He was a bastard. I know that's a truly awful thing to say, particularly after his funeral on today of all days, but I just can't be so false or so incredibly fake to pretend that his life was not a giant mistake. He was the only man to ever fill me with hate. He was lower than low, a total reprobate. He was a bastard. He took everything he could from all that is good. He was selfish and greedy. He stole from the needy. He was coarse and uncouth. He was the antithesis of truth. He was poison in a chalice. He was a whirlwind of malice. He cheated to gain. He enjoyed others' pain. He picked targets at will and he smiled when he kills. He was a bastard! Although he's not here now, his presence somehow lingers on every day. He truly left his mark like the teeth of a shark. A pain that won't go away. I wish I could find meaning or at least something redeeming. But it just screws up my head. There's no point to his life. He was a horrid veil of strife. He was a bastard. Thank God he's dead. Well, that's what I wanted to say. But of course, I've been acting all day, looking solemn and agreeing with people who go on and on about what a tragedy it all is. God, Dom, I don't know how much longer I can keep this up for. Look... You know how much I hated Steve Barry, but you've got to understand what an uproar you would cause if you actually said that. Sometimes social grace just can't accommodate the naked truth. Well, of course, Tom, I know I have to do this. It just all feels so false. Well, come on, you're an actor. Just look at it as playing a role. You know, all the world is a stage and all that. Yeah, but with respect to Shakespeare, I like to keep the theatre stage and real life two separate entities. I wonder what all these grieving relatives would say if I told them the real reason I threw Barry out of my house. Why? Was it something really bad? Well, yeah. Didn't I tell you? No. What did you do? Barry! Ah, looks like I'll have to tell you later. Yes, I'll be with you in a moment, Auntie Elsie. Look, I better go and be with the family. Okay. We can talk about this at home later if you like. Yeah, I might take you up on that, actually. I'll see you later. Okay, take care. Dom? Um, Sarah. From uni. That's right, how are you? Yeah, not bad than you. Yeah, I'm fine. I thought it was you. It's awful what happened to Steve. Well, yes, it did come a bit out of nowhere. Yeah, you see, I'm a florist now and I arrange the flowers. It just felt so weird seeing that 1959-2001 sign. That just threw me. It does bring it home, doesn't it? Could use a drink, actually. Yeah, the bar's just over there. Hi there, what can I get for you? Yes, I'd like a pint of... For this. Dom! I didn't know you worked here. I thought you left Leeds for good. Oh, I'm just back from Spain. 
All right. You remember Sarah from our course? Of course I do. Hiya. Hi. Hmm. Not the sort of place we'd have chosen for a reunion, is it? He got run over by a car. Outside the Fox and Boons a week last Thursday. Oh, I didn't know that. That's awful. Uh... So, have you stayed in touch with Steve since we broke up from uni? To be honest, I've hardly seen him in the last ten years. I'm really only here to support my housemate Barry over there. Hang on, is that Barry from our course, Barry? Oh, I should go and say hello. I wouldn't. He's a bit tied up with family duties. After all, he was his brother, don't forget. Well, to be exact, he was his half-brother, as their mother married twice. Whilst it's not the ideal setting for a reunion, we're all here now. So, tell me, Sarah, what have you been up to? Well, after uni, I went home to pay off my loans, when something changed my world. A sweet and precious gift that gave my life a lift. A beautiful little girl. She means the earth to me. She truly sets me free, so I have a reason to live. Never a day goes by when I don't look to the sky and thank God for all my daughter gives. Whereas all my working hours have been spent arranging flowers, floristry is very much my career. There's not a lot of thrills, but it pays the bills, as well as the occasional beer. How about you, Fliss? I've been spending a lot of time in Spain, and at some point soon... I will go back again. I've been living like a gypsy. Or maybe a hippie. It's all been free-flowing and sometimes kind of trippy. The 90s have been chaotic and a little bit slapdash. Lacking in direction, lacking in cash. Relationships have come, but not for very long. Friendships are frequent, but not very strong. I've had a few jobs in scruffy little bars. I've been down in the gutter, but looking at the stars. It's not all been a sad little tale. I have a lovely daughter. She's called Abigail. She had a serious operation, but thankfully came through. She's a credit to her father, who's good and true. How about you, Dom? Well, shortly after uni, I got a job that drove me loony. It was some total of all my fears. Answering call after call was no fun at all. Yet I stayed there for two whole years. It was just self-betrayal. It went beyond the pale. I had to leave for sure, so I left the job and my girl to explore the world on a European tour. I have a political left lean and a magazine was keen, so I wrote articles for three years. Then I returned to the UK to do an MA with a view to a lecturing career. But that all sounds exciting. Hmm. I'm by nature cautious, but I am hopeful, yes. Right, that's the end of the shift for me. Only a half day today. Oh, Sarah, excuse me being cheeky. You couldn't lend me a fag, could you? Sorry, I don't smoke. Oh, sorry. I just remember you as a smoker. No, you must be confusing me with someone else. OK. It's just the bloody sick machine bust again. I better nip over to the corner shop. Back in a sec. I could not believe it. My jaw just dropped right down to the ground. There he was, the head of the school, the chief lecturer, doing his elephant impression. His what? His elephant impression. What's that? You, you don't want to know. 
No, what are you on about, Fliss? <laughs> OK, the man tucks out his pockets, and this represents the elephant's ears. And then for the trunk, he pulls out his... Yes. All right, I get the picture. The head of the school did that. Well, he was pissed out of his head. And I don't know, I seem to bring out the worst in these people. I better be getting back. Sophie will be wondering where I am. Me too. I've got this book on anarcho-syndicalism in the 21st century to read. What's that when it's at home? It's the bastard offspring of Marxism and anarchy. A total dissolution of any hierarchical system, removing the Darwinian notion of natural selection to ensure a complete equality amongst all people. And does it involve elephant impressions? Look, what with the advent of 9-11 and Bush's god-awful war on terror, the world needs a radical shake-up of its political viewpoint. Oh, politics. It's just bullshit. Fat blokes in suits spouting out lies to an applauding audience. Some of us take it a little more seriously than that. Anyway, look, it's been lovely seeing you all. But I better get off. You take care. Hang on, Sarah. Do you remember Cakey Face? You mean that group you used to see at university? Yeah, I liked them. Well, they're playing at the Fox and Boons tonight. Really? Do you fancy going? Oh, I'd love to, but... Actually, do you know what? It's been ages since I went out. And I've booked tomorrow off anyway. I could always get Mum to babysit Sophie. I'm sure she won't mind. Yeah, why not? Don't? Sorry. Cakey face for another one of those groups who jump around energetically to disguise the fact that they can't actually play. Go on. It's one of the smallest words in the English language. No. Come on, Dom, a few more beers. We've hardly seen each other in the last ten years. We'll have a laugh. We'll have a joke. I remember you as an amusing bloke. Not for too long. It'll be fun, you'll see. And I tell you what, first drink's on me. In a couple of weeks, I don't know where I'll be. So this is very much last chance to see. Tonight's spontaneous and improvised gem, so seize the moment. Carpe diem. We've got to go to catch the bus, so go on, Dom, come out with us. Oh, all right. God, it's so nice to take that black tie off. I could never get on with ties. Feels like you're being strangled. Feels weird being in here. Why? Um, I, um, feel out of place in this black funeral dress. No, you're fine. Don't worry. It's a small venue for a gig. It's like a brown school classroom. Oh, come on. It's not that small. All right. But it's not exactly Earl's Court, is it? There seems to be a different lineup. I mean, sure, it's the same singer and guitarist, but I don't recognise the drummer and bassist. They still look stoned out of their minds, so their image hasn't changed, at least. Actually, that long-haired drummer looks like he's going to do a Jimi Hendrix and choke on his own vomit. <laughs> no, I reckon he's going to get AIDS. Always a good career move for a struggling musician. Are you all right, Sarah? Sorry, I was just thinking about Steve, that's all. Oh, come on. He was scum. No, 
I remember him as being nice. He always used to buy me drinks and that. Only because he wanted to get in your knickers. Oh, I can't believe that. His whole attitude towards everything, outside of drinking and sex, was nothing short of Neanderthal. He was like the antichrist of my world. Now come on, that's not nice. Particularly when he just died. Don't you think you should show some more respect? I will respect what is respectable. But he was anything but. How can you say that? How can you dare? How can you be so horribly unfair? Nothing good to say. All you do is moan. And who are you to cast the first stone? At the end of the day, I'm just telling the truth. You don't become good because you die in your youth. Or maybe middle-aged, but there's still no denying. He was an awful man, and I'm really not lying. I'm sorry, Sarah. I'm afraid it's true. Your rose-tinted specks give a twisted view. I know you like everything nice and sweet, but Steve was two things, a liar and a cheat. I don't accept this. It's just not right. I can't believe I'm hearing this tonight. It's more than distasteful. It's almost depraved. Insulting a dead man. Jumping on his grave. Sarah, would you please listen to us? We're not making an undue fuss. Just face reality. Sorry to be blunt. But he wasn't nice. He was an absolute... Have your attention, please, ladies and gentlemen. Would you please give a warm welcome to Cakey Face? Okay, we're going for a break now, but we'll be back in about 20 minutes. Right, I'm off to the bar. Nice ass. Sorry? Dom, he's got a really nice ass. Oh, well, I suppose so. Oh, come on. Wonderful buns, like two panting puppies waiting to be stroked. I don't really look at him like that. Must be something wrong with you, girl. Think I need a fag to calm down. (coughs) I'm sorry, but would you mind not breathing your smoke into my face? Sorry. So, how's Abigail? She had some heart problems, but like I said, she's okay now. You must have been out of your mind with worry. I was surprised just how worried I was. I had to borrow a bit of money to come back from Spain to see her. Well, yeah, travel's not cheap. Although, you can sometimes get these deals from... Hang on. Came back to see her. That's right. I've hardly seen her in the last nine years. You're her mother? I gave birth to her, but, well, I'm not really mother material, to be honest. So you just abandoned her? I left her with Tim, her father. He's much more cut out for that sort of thing. But children are precious beacons of light. They need to be loved day and night. When she called for you, you just weren't there. I'm sorry, Fliss, but that's just not fair. It's not like that. It's different for me. My life's just a ride that's crazy and free. 
I'm too irresponsible, reckless and wild. Believe me, Sarah, it's best for the child. But what about Abigail's point of view? Sorry, but your mother's not bothered about you. Won't she feel unwanted? Won't it cause her pain? You've closed the door and she's out in the rain. Don't be dramatic. You don't understand. She's being looked after by a virtuous man. He's raising her well. A great job indeed. Attending to her every want and need. But how could you leave her and just walk away? That's just wrong. I don't care what you say. You've brought her into this dangerous world. You should care for your little girl. God, the drinks are pricey near. I must remember to extend my overdraft before I come out next time. Is everything all right? We were just having a little disagreement regarding the rights and wrongs of motherhood. She believes in happy families, but it's not like that for everyone. Certainly it wasn't for me. Incidentally, you've not said anything about Sophie's father, by the way. I'm just nipping to the loo. Right, just going to get myself a drink. What do you reckon? Still very energetic. Still jumping around a lot. Still can't play properly. Oh, come on, you boring fart. They were brilliant. This is obviously a new definition of brilliant I wasn't previously aware of. Oh, they weren't too bad, I suppose, if you like that sort of thing. I'm guessing being all removed again. Incidentally, you and Sarah are all right. She's just a nice girl. It's plain to see. But her goody two-shoes won't fit on me. It's all squeaky clean. Whiter than white. I just don't buy into that shite. She was always like that. That's just her way. Traditional values. (laughs) Outdated today. I guess ultimately, we are what we are. But her views to me are just blah, blah, blah. It's annoying, frustrating. I just can't help hating the smug satisfaction on her face. Proper and proud. From the upmarket crowd. She views me as a disgrace. Dom, I'm not joking. If she goes on about smoking, I'll stop her in her tracks. I hope she can see. She's not better than me. If she carries on, she'll get a... Oh, hello, Sarah. You all right? I thought you were getting a drink. Oh, the queue's just ridiculous. Well, to be honest, it is kind of late. Yeah, I'd better be getting back myself, actually. But it's Monday. And? It's student night in Bus Central. A pound a pint. We're not students. But we were, and this is a student reunion. Come on, you're not going to let me go in there on my own. Look, some of us have jobs to go to in the morning. And some of us have a child to look after. We can't end it here. Come on, this is a one-off. No way. I'm up at 6.30 tomorrow. Oh, you'll make it. Come on, it's a one-off. We're not likely to do this again now, are we? Well, I suppose that is true. You see, that's the way. Now, come on, Dom. 
You're not going to let us down, are you? Look, you two go to the club if you want. Meanwhile, I'm going home for a nice walk in the land of Nod. Come on, you only live once. You also only die once. Like it's going to kill you. You haven't met my boss. If I go in with a hangover, she'll... She'll what? She won't be best pleased. Oh, she'll get over it. Come on, it's a chance student reunion. Come on. (sighs) Oh, I know I'm going to regret this. Central. I don't think I'm dressed for the occasion, being here in my black funeral dress. Don't worry, everyone will be too pissed to notice. It's not as I remember it this place. Yeah, they have changed the decor a bit. All these black shiny tables and space age green and orange chairs with the fluorescent purple walls. Feels like an episode of Star Trek. Not so much the decor, it's just the whole ambiance of the place. When was the last time you were in Dom? When I was a student, I guess. That was ten years ago, for God's sake. Of course it's going to be different. I suppose so. Still got the love sofa, though. Love sofa? Yeah, the red one over there that's shaped like a heart. Oh yeah, I remember that. So, have you ever snogged anywhere on that then, Dom? Um. Don't think so. Well, maybe tonight is your lucky night. I don't think snogging on a red heart-shaped sofa is really my style. Shall we go and sit on it for old time's sake? I wish we must. We used to come here quite a bit, as I remember. And Steve would come out and hang out with the students. That's right, because he lived with Barry, who was a student. He felt it gave him a God-given right to gatecrash everywhere uninvited. Well, he was just lonely and wanted some company. Can't we just leave him be? Look, if you saw him die like I did, you wouldn't be making these awful comments. You saw him die? Yes. I was in the Fox and Boons that night. I was waiting to meet someone for a chat anyway. That's not the point. The point is that his death was not a pretty sight. So would you kindly change the subject? Uh, Our course was ace. Although, I always thought performance art was a bit of a poncy title. Do you miss being a student, Sarah? I miss the people. I miss the fun. I miss the cheap cocktails and sitting in the sun. I miss all the parties I miss sleeping in too. I miss when my dreams were not out of view. I miss the student life and its crazy ways. I really miss the figure I had in those days. What about you, Dom? I miss the late nights when I wasn't yawning. I miss conversations till five in the morning. I miss the energy. I miss the vibe. I miss being excited and feeling alive. I miss the free time. I miss the self-expression. I miss feeling joy instead of depression. How about you, Fliss? I miss creativity. I miss all the plays. 
I miss acting. I miss it every day. I miss being in a group and not feeling alone. I miss getting pissed and nicking traffic cones. I miss clowning around and acting a jerk. But most of all, I miss not going to work. Oh, and the other thing I miss, I miss all the fit men. Mind you, there's one or two in tonight. In fact, there's one very close to me. Yeah, student days were good. It gave me something. Something I never got from my family. Looks like my glass needs recharging. Back in a sec. Liz has got a really good figure, hasn't she? She's slim, I suppose. Don't you think she's good looking? I mean, she does spoil her image, smoking those damned cancer sticks. But come on, you've got to say she's attractive. For me, there's more to an attractive woman than just looks. That's unusual. For a bloke, that is. Well, I've never been your wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, lager-swilling lad. Do you have a girlfriend, Dom? No, I haven't had one for years. To be honest, I don't really do relationships. I think it's more trouble than it's worth. Really? Love in today's world. (laughs) It's really so fake. There's hardly any give. It's all about take. It takes away everything, your hearing and seeing. It takes away the very essence of your being. You bend to accommodate and turn inside out. But all you get is fear and doubt. We're raised with these sweet romantic notions. But that's not the truth of human emotion. Look after number one. It's all a dog pile. Love has no substance. And very little style. Seems to get on better with books, to be honest. Suppose you're going to tell me to stop being so cynical. Actually, I'm not. No. I don't think I can ever fall in love. Not after what happened to me. No. Go on! The answer's still no. Oh, come on. Which part of no don't you understand? There is no, and I repeat, no way I am dancing. Just a little wiggle. Look, I don't want any sized wiggle. I just want to stay here in my chair with my pint. Oh, you boring fart. Come on then, Sarah. It's been ages since I've gone out and danced. Oh, sometimes you've got to. It's good for you. Releases the pressure. Yeah. <laughs> you got to move. you got to groove. You've got to take your chance. you got to jive. you got to thrive. You've got to do your dance. you got to shake. You gotta break, you've got to get all down, you gotta flow, let it go, you've got to spin around. Feel the heat, feel the beat, feel it in your soul, feel it now, feel it wow, feel it take control. Feel it play, feel it spray, feel it in the air, feel its voice, feel its noise, 
feel it everywhere. Last orders at the bar, please, miss. Last orders at the bar. Oh my god, it's nearly two. Shit. I've just realised I don't have enough for the taxi home. Dom! Dom! I'm really sorry about this, but is there any chance you could lend me some money for my taxi home? You see, I don't get paid until Friday. I'll pay you back, I promise. Well, actually, I was going to offer. Do you both want to kip over at ours? We've got a spare bedroom, and so long as one of you doesn't mind the couch. But I thought you said you have to be up at 6.30 in the morning. Tonight's spontaneous and improvised gem. So seize the moment, carpe diem. Besides, I can always throw a sickie. I've not been off for a while. They'll not suspect anything. I wouldn't want to get you into trouble. I've done it before. I'm a good liar. For example, I don't really have to be up at 6.30 at all. I'm normally up around 8, as uni's only 5 minutes up the road. Right, I'm just going to get my coat and we'll get a taxi. Oh, that ass! And now I'm being invited back to his. <laughs> it all looks very promising. Please look, I don't think, um, well, he will take a lot of persuading. Oh, believe me, I can be very persuasive. Okay, in you come. Quiet though, I don't want to wake Barry up. Do you want me to take my shoes off? Oh, I don't care about that crap. Oh, you've got a log fire. Do you mind if I use your loom? Yeah, sure. It's upstairs. And first door on your left. It's a lovely room. I like all the Monet watercolour pictures. They're not all Monet. For example, over there. Oh, yes. Salvador Dali. I love how the clocks melt onto the tree branches. That's Barry's favourite. He's got some more Dali pictures in his room. Dom? Bliss. You know how sometimes you do things spontaneously? What? Like tonight, you mean? Yeah, like tonight. Yeah, you know, never even crossed your mind before, but you just get lost in a rhythm. Okay. Well, I don't know about you, but I find that really exciting, and sometimes I get carried away. We all get carried away sometimes. Dom, I'm, I'm getting carried away now. What do you mean, Fliss? I mean... I mean... (laughs) I mean... Well, sometimes in life, you just cannot resist. And this golden chance is too good to be missed. I'm a woman who desires. I'm a woman with needs. I'm a woman who craves dirty deeds. In the heat of the moment, I'm swept off my feet. And I am melting from your sexy heat. 
your lovely shaped buttocks and those gorgeous eyes are causing an avalanche between my thighs. I don't need romance. No hearts or flowers, just rampant rabbits for hours and hours. Release your eros, the animal within. Flow down my river and thrust your boat in. I'd like to order a taxi, please. Hang on a minute. Where do you live? Beeston. Why? So that's uh, one for Beeston, uh, for the name of Fliss. Ten minutes will be fine. What? You're not staying here. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm just not... You know... No, I bloody well don't know. I don't have the boundaries. I just... I just fly with the wind, and wherever it blows. Try the weather forecast, then. Dom, listen. I don't have any structure, all right? My parents were killed in a boating accident, and I was brought up by grandparents who didn't give a shit about me. So I, I live for thrills, because it's all I bloody have. I don't have parents who care. I don't have family who cares. I don't even have friends who care. No one bloody cares. I'm just a slapper who's up for it. Look, I'll be gone first thing in the morning and you'll never see me again. But please don't send me out there tonight. Hi, can I cancel that taxi order for Fliss? Sorry to mess you about. Thank you, good night. You can sleep on the sofa or in the spare room. You do not go into my room. I won't, I won't, I won't. I need a fag. This is a non-smoking house. Have you got a back garden? Yeah, it's through the kitchen door. Where's Fliss? Just popped out for a fag. We had a bit of an argument. Oh, sorry. You all right, Dom? Not really. Did she try it on? Yeah, she did. Did she mention this to you, then? She said she liked you. Tried to hint that you didn't want to know, but clearly she didn't listen. Oh, Sarah. I'm just too removed. How do you mean? I can't connect. Connect with what, Dom? I can't connect with people. They're on another planet. I'm emotionally barren with a heart of granite. I see people in need, but I vacantly stare. I don't do empathy. I just can't care. I'm purely intellectual. All on that level. Obsessed by concepts through which I revel. But this is all I am. I wish I was more. This constant aloofness stings to my core. I'm a snail trapped inside its shell. Cocooned within an isolated hell. Beneath my facade is a troubled soul. 
It's a solitary prison. I yearn for parole. Come here, John. You've made the first step. You've realised it. There are people out there who don't even get that far. We're all rubbish at something, you know. If you are wanting empathy, then really it's just a case of putting yourself in someone's shoes. But that's the problem. I can't put myself into anyone's shoes except my own. I can't bridge that gap. You'll get there, Dom. You just need time. An eternity. Oh, Barry. I'm so sorry. Did we wake you up? Nah, don't worry. I wasn't sleeping. You remember Sarah from our course. And Fliss is having a fag outside. They're stopping over if that's alright. I've told you before. I'm fine with people stopping over. As long as they don't smoke in the house. I think I'd better go and see if she's alright. How are you feeling then, Barry? I don't really know. Reflective is about the closest adjective I can think of. Apparently, in his last few years of his life, Steve tried to redeem himself. Uncle Paul was telling me he worked in Hunslet-Moor Primary School as a teaching assistant. I mean, I can't even begin to picture that, but still. Barry? Earlier on, you are going to tell me why you kicked Steve out. It was the morning after the graduation ball. Steve was on the sofa, with a smile on his face, slouching around as though he owned the place. He said, I've scored, and he told me how sordid, dirty details. I try to block it now. He had dodgy contacts, and somehow, for free, he got hold of a substance called GHB. It dissolves in drinks, and amnesia ensues. Everything is blurred. You don't have a clue. So he got his wicked way, but she would never know. No morals or conscience. He went with the flow. I knew he was uncouth, with the manners of an ape. But this was something else. I guess you'd call it... Rape. wish I had what you've got. A family that loves you. A good circle of friends. Stability. It's not all a bed of roses, believe me. It's not? The grass isn't greener on my side, despite what you might think. I'm afraid Sophie doesn't know who her father is. Why? Was it all an accident, then? On the graduation ball, I was smashed out of my head. The next day was hell. I was the living dead. Then I missed a period. And another one too. I was in self-denial. I couldn't believe it was true. 
I had chats with my mother and was driven half crazy, but eventually I decided to keep the baby. Now, Sophie is lovely, but what drives me mad is when she asks, who is my dad? I'm just panic-ridden. I don't know what to do. Someone fucked me. But I don't know who. Someone stole my virginity from me. And I just can't share intimacy with anyone now. I just cannot trust any man at all. I can't get over it. I can't move on. My heart is just closed. Like a business gone bust and boarded up. A derelict property. My fanny is tighter than the locks of Fort Knox. And drier than the Sahara Desert. I'm not supposed to say things like this, am I? I'm a nice girl. I'm supposed to smile with pearly white teeth and repress all my bitterness, resentment and anger behind a fake facade. But this is the trouble. I retain an outer peace. But I have an inner war. I can't express it. I can't express it because I'm not allowed to express it. People wouldn't accept it. I wouldn't be a nice girl anymore. Being a nice girl is just bollocks. Bliss, can I have a cigarette, please? But you're a nice girl. A non-smoker. Normally I wouldn't. But this isn't normal. You were saying you can't express anger? But you were able to have a go at me earlier. I'm sorry about that. I can voice my opinion, yes. When it comes to me personally, I have this awful English disease where I have to put on a brave face, even when I want to slit my wrists. But every so often I have a moment like this where I can't block or deny it. And that's when I smoke. But normally I make sure no one can see me. You see, in my room, there's a golden box with a majestic horse-drawn carriage carved out on the top. It's the one really expensive item in the house. And everyone assumes that it contains my jewellery, but actually, it's where I keep my packet of bags. And on occasions like these, I 
sneak out with the fags in my pocket to the woods and disappear behind the thickest bush I can find. I light up, smoke, come home, put the fags back in the box and pretend to everyone, including myself, that nothing ever happened. Why do you have to pretend like this? Because I'm a nice girl. It may be bullshit, but it's got to be done. It's expected of me. But you're smoking now, in front of me. Yes, but it's safe. I'll never see you again, so I can just block it out and be in self-denial, as I have done for all of my adult life. Listen, Sarah, you have a great daughter you love, and you're a wonderful mother. Thank you, and I do cling to that. But this is the catch-22. What made me as a mother destroyed me as a woman. Hey, come here. Have a tissue. It's okay. It's okay. Let it out. Thanks, please. How is Sophie, anyway? She's fine. Is she doing well at school? Yeah. She's quite bright. Which school is she going to? Hunslet Moor Primary School. And Steve was a teaching assistant for her. I've not told anyone this. I didn't want the Spanish Inquisition, to be honest. Anyway, a few days before he was killed, I saw him when I was picking Sophie up from school. And we had this really weird conversation. I talked about Sophie's ninth birthday party last March and he asked me if her dad was there. I naturally sidestepped that. At which point he suddenly became really anxious. He didn't say anything, but I could tell that he was working something out in his mind. And he just left really abruptly. Then he came to my floristry shop the next day and he was just shitting himself. He said he'd been asking around to make sure, but realised it's true so he's got to tell me. He tried to spit it out but he just killed over with nerves and he admitted that he needed a good whiskey inside him before he could even begin to go into it. So he arranged to meet in the Fox and Boons on Thursday. But of course. But you said you were waiting to meet someone for a chat that never ended up happening on that night? It was Steve who I was waiting for. I saw him from the pub window moments before his death. Even from that distance, I could tell that he was shaking the poor man. And when the car hit him, I rushed out to try and help. It was just horrific, blood spurting out all over. But when he saw me, he gasped, Sarah, it was me. 
And then the next moment, he lost consciousness and never came back. I've racked my brains over and over and over again. I just, I just can't figure it out. What was him? What the hell did he do? A sweet and precious gift that gave my life a lift. A beautiful little girl. A grave reunion. Dard. Lisa Jane Pennington as server. Nick Kilby as Dom. Lucy Potter as Fliss. Tom Walker as Barry, with additional voices by members of the cast Nick Card and Mary Nell Murphy. The story was devised by Nick Card, Nick Kilby, Lisa Jane Pennington, and Lucy Potter. With Special thanks to Jamie Stevenson and Catherine Wilson. The production assistant was Peter Beeston and it was written and produced by Nick Card. <laughs>